It's difficult to eat clean, especially while living a life on the go. Most of us fail to get the nutrition our bodies need on a daily basis to function at a high level. If you've ever been too busy to eat a proper meal, Live Fuel Nutrition is for you. Live Fuel Nutrition products combines exotic superfoods and plant-based nutrients that put back what's missing from your regular diet. These essential shakes and recovery formulas deliver the perfect combination of flavor, nutrition, and convenience as the ultimate one-stop solution for fueling your daily wellness routine. Put simply, it's fuel for life. Use our personalized Life Fuel link either in the description or on our social media platforms to try out the Essential Shake and other products from our partners over at Life Fuel. Use the promo code all caps AZ Small Bowl to get 10% off your order so you can start living your fullest every day. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona Small Ball is just better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. It is Monday, January 3rd. Reyes is here with me as always, and it is officially the beginning of a new year. Welcome to 2022. We hope that your new year is off to a great start. I wanted to give a huge shout out to our favorite co-host. I know he's your favorite co-host, everybody. Reyes. My man has got COVID right now, and he still wanted to hop on the pod to bring you guys a great episode. Reyes, how you feeling, man? I had COVID. You still have it. No, I don't. What are you talking about? Your fifth day is like tomorrow, isn't it? That'd be 10 days, dog. Dang, man. He's messed up. So so let me ask you this, because I know that you lost your smell and your taste, right? Yes. Did you eat anything weird? Because I know I did when I had COVID. No, I've been eating pretty normal, honestly. That's so boring. I was expecting you to say like an onion or dog food or something like that. No, what? No, not at all. I'm not you. He's referencing himself, ladies and gentlemen. I just no. wanted to say that, you know. I know you did. No, I kept it pretty simple, you know. Uh, I had pretty much all the foods that I normally eat, just couldn't taste anything. But it was weird, though. Like, my smell is, like, there. the like, hit or miss. You know what I mean? I smell some things, but some things I don't smell. So, like, for the food, like, I smell some of the food. So, like, you know, I didn't taste it. Like, my mind, for whatever reason, would just, like, fun. I don't know. The way it worked, which is, like, oh, okay. This, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this tastes kind of good. You know, I can't taste crap. <laughs> really weird. I, I got to tell you, you're looking a little bit nappy today. I can't lie. Your hair is kind of all over the place, dude. I'm used to you do- looking so sharp with, like, a fresh cut and everything. I didn't do my hair, guys. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's just audio. It's not video. So, you're good. You're right. You're right. You're right. I sound good, don't I? You sound great, actually. You, For all of our listeners, Reyes sounded awful 
for about the last five days. Like, just terrible. He sounded like a smoker. Today, he hopped on the pod, and I'm like, oh, hey, you actually sound pretty normal. So that's just pretty good. I know, right? Jeez. And, Reyes, you know what we say around here? Sometimes you just got to do it for the pod. You got to do it for the pod. That's our slogan. That's our MO. That's the, that's it for us. It's like Nike, just do it. We do it for the pod. Man, we should. I'm just thinking about this. We should have said that you were in the hospital or something, like still recording the pod. <laughs> just put like a background, just like a picture of me and post it on our social media. And I'm just <laughs> a little chair. No, that's awful. That's Yeah, we don't want to start. We shouldn't have talked about that. Then we're going to recap how some of these New Year's tournaments went this past week and then talk about the top 10 in each conference. Because in case you forgot, the official rankings come out this next week on January the 6th. But before all that, we're excited to start off the new year by picking a winner for our free Phoenix Suns tickets giveaway. Thank you all of you for those of you who participated in this drawing. To be entered into the drawing, the instructions were simple. I mean, at least we thought it was simple. Follow us on social media, tag somebody in the comments, review the show on Apple, and send in a pic of your review. Some were a little confused about those instructions. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, some people had a little confusion towards the end of those last steps. But, you know, we we helped them. They figured it out. And, hey, hopefully they got their submissions in right. Uh, Actually, so for you guys listening, somebody messaged us. And they were like, hey, am I entered into the drawing? And they followed the the page on Instagram and they tagged somebody in the comments. And I said, hey, just so you know, in order to be actually included in the drawing, you have to send in a picture of your review on Apple Podcasts. And they just responded and said, and it was a girl. They just responded and said, a picture of me with a question mark. And I was like, oh, (laughs) no, no. That we laughed about that. That was pretty funny. That no, that was funny. You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and shout out to all you guys who listened and paid attention to the wording and actually got your submissions in. But it was like I said, you know, we appreciate the fan that I mean, if she, even if she is a fan that you know, follow, left a comment, and did her best to submit. But me and Jeff just kind of got a rise out of that because. That was pretty funny. I don't really know how you make that mistake, but like I said, just just some interesting communication, but we got it all squared away. Yeah, that it really, seriously, every time I think about that, it makes me laugh so hard because to, to think that this person was like, oh, he wants a picture of me in? Like, what? that's just, that's hilarious. That's not what we wanted, just so you know. So we, we helped her out. A lot of you guys did the right thing, though. You sent in a picture of... Uh, your review on Apple podcast before we announced the winner we wanted to read a few reviews that you guys left us because they're all pretty positive so we wanted to start off the new year like this this first review is from Jay Bizzle 97 again my favorite part about reading reviews is the names I love it because you know you get to put in your little nickname Reyes what's your nickname on Apple podcast on Apple my nickname when you review a show what's your nickname no, I'm not saying it. But <laughs> I, actually- know, I know what it is because because I saw it. Anyways, this is from Jay Bizzle 97. He said this, check it out. My wife loves basketball and this podcast made it past her. So I would say it's a good one. I just want to say, obviously, Jay Bizzle 97, thank you for the review. At least somebody's wife tunes into the pod because we know both of our ladies aren't tuning into the pod. I mean, that is true. So, I mean, shout out to you, my guy. 
and to this guy's wife. So that's pretty cool. The next one is from a girl. Her name is Rochelle 63. She said this great voices and fantastic podcast for highlighting Arizona basketball. And I'm kind of bummed because the only reason I picked this one is because you sounded like a smoker yesterday. And today I was going to use to throw it in your face, but now you actually do sound great. So there you go. Here I am. The, for those of you that know, I'm Bruce Buffer. I got the voice of a real gem. <laughs> let me tell you. you what, wait, let me tell you one of my favorite reviews. Hold up. Okay, okay. All right, go ahead. So this one is called Big Balls AZ1. <laughs> Very spontaneous name. Do you think that's just a that, that's probably just a play on the name of our of our show, right? Arizona Small Ball Podcast. Yeah, but they should have done small balls instead of big balls. Yeah, but it's kind of weird to do though. You can't really okay, whatever. Go ahead. You, you can't do either or, but regardless, it's a pretty funny name. Uh, they said these two give some real thought and spotlight those teams who are overlooked in the Arizona basketball scene. Knowledgeable, insightful, and a great listen. Definitely would recommend. Thank you, big balls, AZ. One for giving us a shout out. We appreciate it. Like I said, the great show, great listen. We that that's a great review. One of my buddies from Texas, uh, his name is Ricky Rick Slick seven seven seven. He was gonna leave us a review. This was <clears> like <throat> early on in the pod, like maybe the first couple weeks, and he was gonna leave a, a thing about like these guys have the smallest balls in Arizona or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, he never did. So thank goodness. Uh, but but thank you for all of you guys who reviewed the show. Keep them coming. That really helps us in a lot of different ways because when people find our show on Apple Podcasts, it just shows that not only there's people that listen, but also it, it lets people know that the show is worth listening to. We also wanted to say again, thank you guys for tuning in to the show. Like everybody, we have had hundreds of you guys listen to the pod over Christmas break and New Year's. We hit our highest position in Apple podcast charts at number 24. And we want you guys to know, we feel honored that you guys chose to include us in your holiday season. Maybe you were uh, picking up the Christmas tree or putting away ornaments or, or making up some food or going on a run, working out, whatever it was that you did. Thank you for including the Arizona small ball podcast in your holiday season. It's fun to see those numbers. And uh, Reyes, are you ready to announce the winner for our, for our contest? I think so. I hope so. This one, it was a tough one from all you guys. Like I said, great submissions, but I think we cho chose the right one. I hope we did. I'm going to try to announce this like I'd announce somebody like in the beginning of a game. Maybe I'll put some really cool like Bulls music on it. I don't know. We'll see. Cool. Okay, I'm going to do that right now. Okay, so check this out. The winner of the Phoenix Suns tickets giveaway. All the way out of Snowflake, Arizona, standing at 6-2, number 12, Caden Brewer. Okay, I've only made announcements like one time in my whole life, and it wasn't very good. The winner of the Phoenix Suns tickets giveaway, all the way out of Snowflake, Arizona, standing at 6-2, number 12, Caden Brewer. Congratulations, man. We'll be in touch with you about the game, but keep balling out over at Snowflake. Reyes, before we get into some hoops, because last year, 2021 is behind us, what was one of your favorite episodes that we put out last year? Oof, that's so tough. This is going to sound really corny and cliche, but probably our first one, man, because last year is when we really decided we went straight into the playoffs without knowing. I mean, we knew the teams and we knew what we were going to talk about, but just like so unfamiliar with this space. 
So just diving right into it. And then for the the fans, how they reciprocated to that, the way they showed his love just right off the back and how we just keep growing. I mean, since that decision, we decided on the bus after a game, like, hey, we're going to actually decide to do this show and create content and provide coverage for Arizona small ball schools. Like, I think that is probably my favorite episode of last year just because that's, that's the grassroots, man. That's where we started. On the bus. On the bus. It's funny because we talked about it on the bus. Remember, we were discussing what we should call it, and you were like the post up podcast or, or something. And I was like, dude, it's got to be yeah, Arizona. Yeah, like post up with Jeff and yeah, post up with Jeff and Reyes. We did like what was it, Arizona high school something. Right. Um, fade away with Jeff and Ray. Just all these sorts of different names, and we ended up with Arizona Swallow Podcast. It's perfect, man. We love it, and it's funny because in the on the bus. We decided on, uh, like, a, a kind of on a name. And then after that, I, I kind of forgot about it because I was so depressed after we had lost. We lost against Paige last year in the playoffs. And, and then you just sent me that picture, remember, of the logo? And you were like, all right. And I said, okay, well, let's just – we got to do one episode at least. And then that was, that was just fun. It was cool. And the rest was history, literally. I know, man. Look at how much we've grown since then and how much better we've gotten at it. We're still getting better, and we'll get better every single – season and every single episode but man it's just it's been fun yeah what about you man what's your probably favorite episode from last year easily it was our episode about highland prep and the fighting frogs that was a lot of fun and the reason i loved it about the fighting frogs is because this was just like what three weeks ago just about yeah we made that prediction about salome versus and this is just fresh in my memory and i knew you were going to pick the first one so i wanted to pick one that was different but we made that prediction about Salome against Mayor, and we made that bet. And it was so funny because I had honestly forgotten about it. I'm sitting in my living room. I'm talking to my wife and my sister-in-law, and my phone just starts blowing up. I'm like, what the heck? And I look, and then I just see all these, like, Salome guys and, and people tagging us and saying, like, get that man his burrito. And Coach Scott, shout-outs to you. It was just hilarious, man. And I felt like that was my favorite because I'm like, dang, these people are actually tuning in, listening, and, and it was pretty cool. And the frightened frogs, dude. They're just my dogs over there. Oh yeah, I'll where's show your you guys shirt? Some love. What? Where's your shirt? Where's your merch from them, huh? I don't. I don't got one. I just. I got. Yeah. I, I don't got one. I don't need one though to be a fan. I, I love the fighting frogs, and the. I'm gonna show you guys some love later on in the episode here, uh, but but yeah, that was by far uh, one of my favorite episodes, and it's been a great year for the pod, and the year ended with a bang. You know, we had a, a bunch of listeners. We had a, and our, like we've mentioned already, we've grown so much. And, and on the charts, we always appear whenever we post an episode, at least within the top 100, but usually in the top 50. So thank you guys for your support. One of the things that made it easy to, to put out episodes and content is all the awesome games that happened. And it was no different this past week. There were so many great tournaments New Year's week. One of the ones that we wanted to talk about was the Timber Mountain Classic. It was awesome. It was loaded with great games and great teams. One of the best games that we got to check out was Yuma versus Sholo. I really wanted to see this matchup. I wanted to see Sholo play because they have one of the best records in Arizona small ball. And uh, along with that, Yuma is just a great team. This is a super fun matchup to check out. Both teams were in full court man for most of the game. Uh, at least in the beginning part of the game, Sholo kind of went to a half-court trap for the second half. But Sholo's go-to kid, and I wanted to to kind of 
watch them because I've seen his stats before. His go-to kid is number one, Cougar Cook. Reyes, Cougar. Imag- I was just about to Cougar say, Cook? imagine having the same name as the mascot of your team. They probably had to decide between, you know, Blue Ridge, I'll just say whatever school, and they're like, you know what? Nope, he's staying home. He's got, he's got to be a cougar. He's got to be a cougar. His dad probably has a tattoo of the show little cougar logo somewhere on his <laughs> arm somewhere. You're, I feel like if your name is the same as the mascot of your team, you're either going to be the go-to kid or you're going to be the water boy. Oof, that's so true. I feel like it's true, you know? Like, it's like the manager. Like, right, or the manager. Like, that's so it's, – it's perfect. They should uh, put him in the costume. No, no, not with his numbers, though. He's putting up 20 points per game on 47% shooting from three. So he's a stud. He really is their go-to kid. They run him off a UCLA cut into either a staggered screen on the weak side or a flare-out screen to the ball side corner. They also ran some flex, but it's pretty evident that Cougar Cook is is their go-to, like, scorer, and he has the ultra green light. They got some great stuff out of a half-court trap late in the first half going into the second half. Sholo's bigs are also a force down low. They got number 11, Carlos Robles. He's 6'5". And number 23, Andre Henderson, who's 6'4". They play pretty well out of the high post. And they just, they're just really big and physical. They can finish pretty well as well. Yuma really tries to play off of their big, number 21, Jackson Jones. He's only a sophomore, but he works really hard. He battles for the boards. He passes out of the post well. He's just super fundamental. He can also catch and finish around the rim, just like the bigs from Sholo. And also for Yuma, I wanted to sit, highlight a couple more of their kids. Number one, Patane for Yuma has a nice shot and is tough off the dribble. He's averaging about 12 a game. And number five for Yuma is tough off the dribble. He gets into the lane really nicely. They really move the ball well against Sholo's zone. Baseline drives and dishes to the middle really killed Sholo in the second half. Sholo went down by four with two minutes left, and then they really rushed things. Yuma pulled away, winning 48 to 40. There's been a lot of hype around Sholo. They're 15 and three. That's their record. This was by far the best team that they have played up to this point in the season. Next, they enter into a gauntlet of tough teams. Listen to this, these next four games on their schedule as they head into January. They play against Eastmark. They play against Thatcher. They got a game against Snowflake and they play against Holbrook. Wow. E, that's a tough one to think about because, I mean, Eastmark, you know what you're going to get from them. We've talked about them plenty of times. So now Snowflake is a winnable game because Snowflake's been kind of on the downside of things, to be honest, this season. I'm pretty sure they'll pick it up as we head into the, I mean, this new year. Um, Holbrook's been playing really well. I know that for sure. Dang, Sholo has a lot to face. But, I mean, this is really going to battle test them and prove to see if they're actually the team that Max Preps or Arizona Preps thinks they are. Out of this four-game skid or this four-game schedule, what do you see them going? What record do you see them having at the end of this four-game schedule? I, I, I want to be optimistic because I just right now I'm not really buying into the hype just yet. Okay. You know, I just feel like I just have to, like I said, I think after this four-game skid, like it'll tell me a little bit more about them. So right now I'm not optimistic. I think they go one and three or two and two. Okay. I see them going two and two. I could see them dropping games against Eastmark and Thatcher but I could see them winning against Snowflake and I could see them also beating Holbrook as well. Cause yeah. I think them playing against them, I feel like they always play a little bit better against them. So I could just see it. We'll see how they can do against some better squads in the three, a 
I did also want to add that ALA Gilbert North had a great week at this same tournament. They ended up beating Yuma Catholic right after this game against Sholo by one and double overtime, like the exact, like the very next game. So they played pretty good there. And then they went on to lose in the championship. But ALA Gilbert North will be a force here in the second half of the season. Thinking about ALA Gilbert North, do you see them as a playoff team? I do. I think beside, uh, behind uh, Dylan Novak, I believe, right? Yeah. Kid can play. He can go. He can shoot the ball at a very high cliff. So his teammates, they do have some size to them a little bit. Really great coaching. I like the way they uh, play in the full court. Um, I do see them finishing in the play. I, I do see them being a playoff team for sure. How, how deep do you see them going in the playoffs? Deep? I don't really see him going too deep, to be honest with you, Coach. Okay. I mean, they're, they're really right good. Now, they're right. Just, right. There's just a lot like, There's just a lot of factors, a lot of teams that you got to think about. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's all about matchups. I mean, if they get a favorable right. matchup in the seeding, then sure, why not? Like, let's make a run. I can see right. him for sure going past, like, maybe the first two rounds for sure. So what is that, like, the Elite Eight? That's pretty good, yeah. Sweet, six, sweet 16 Elite Eight for sure. Yeah, so – I, yeah, they'd be going to the quarters. I could see them really doing a good job. And I, I agree exactly with what you said. And we'll talk about that later. As these 3A teams, because the 3A is not one person is a, is a contender, and that's it. I think it's really going to depend on matchups and who you get matched up against. I could see them doing pretty well. And also, what you're saying is true, depending on who uh, they get matched up with. Yeah, it's not... That's what that's what the thing is too. Cause I mean, as, well, I mean we'll get into it as we get later in the show and stuff like that. But for the three A aspect, it's not clear cut of who's gonna really come out on top. You know what I mean? So it's it's pretty wide open right now. I'm gonna pull a Reyes. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Shirts will be coming soon. 2022. Be ready. Just be ready. They're gonna be there. Maybe hats or socks or something like that. I agree. Okay, let's talk about PCD. We've got to talk about Phoenix Country Day. We got to watch them quite a bit. They were playing over at the Kayatos Invitational Basketball Tournament, and I got to watch three of their games. This this the squad is good, and we need to start talking about them as a legitimate contender in the two A. I wanted to highlight a couple of their kids that really stuck out to me as they played against really the main teams that I got to watch them play against were Northwest and in the championship against Arizona Lutheran. Number three is a freshman. His name is Blake Sosnowitz. Uh, he is a really, really, he's small. He's like five, four, but he's got great handles. He's super quick off the dribble and he can also shoot it pretty well. He actually hit a go ahead shot against Northwest Christian there towards the end of the game. And then you got number 11. He's a junior. He's Grant Brown. He's a point guard who also has nice handles. And just more than number three, that Blake, 11, Grant Brown has a really nice feel for the game. And he can tack the rim with both hands. He can shoot the three. He's pretty good. But this team rises and falls with their big number 22, Tanti Feli. I'm sure I'm saying his name wrong, but he's about 6'7". I know you got to see him a little bit. What are your thoughts on him? I mean, I've seen this kid since he was a freshman, to be honest with you. When he came as a freshman, he, he was probably about like 6'5", honestly. Um, really skinny. Uh, footwork was shaky. Uh, decent not super runner. aggressive. Not super aggressive. Uh, finishing was here or there. I mean, seeing him now, I mean, 
Coach, he's tough. He's put on, you can tell he's put on some weight, a little bit more athletic, can handle the ball a little bit more. His jumper is looking smoother, softer touch, especially in the paint, you know. In that paint area, that low block area, he's pretty money from down below. He's more aggressive. He's he's actually willing to bang with some of the bigger kids now. So, I mean, crazy transformation, but like just like you said, how he goes is where the team goes. So, yeah. if, he's not, so if he's not having a good night, PCD more than likely is not going to have a good night. So, I mean, their offense uh, caters around him. You did mention number three. I didn't. I figured he was a freshman. He's small, He's but he's shifty, he's crafty. He's a little bit smaller, but he can shoot the ball pretty at a high clip. I watched the game against Northwest. He didn't really have a great game, but he did some other things that really stood out to me as well. You mentioned number 11. And even number two a little bit, you know what I mean? Overall, PCD right. reminds me of – a Scottsdale Christian, not as that caliber, but like, I'm saying it as like not like a, a deep comparison, but as a fact of like they have the green light and they do a lot of kickouts and they will shoot that three with a high hand in their face. Like they they have the green light for whatever. Right. Yeah. No, I, I get that. And and thinking about number twenty two, that their big kid, he kind of reminds me of Ramos from Rancho. He is big, but he can handle it. He looks to shoot outside. Now, Ramos has a better shooting percentage than than uh, uh, Tanti Feli from uh, PCD. But kind of the same thing. He looks to get into his one dribble pull-ups. A big difference between him this year and him in past years is his aggression. Yeah. You know, if he gets a step on you, he's dunking on you. And, I mean, and I watched about two games, three games of him. I probably saw about 10 dunks that he had and they weren't just like wide open. They're like on kids. So, I mean, he's making some good moves. His footwork has really improved. He's really good. PCD as a whole, they really try to attack off the dribble. They try to use a lot of back cuts and handoffs to get the defense off balance. They ended up winning this game against Northwest by a few. And then they went on to beat a really good ALA team in the championship at the Kayatoes Invitational Tournament. The, the game-winning play was awesome and i've seen this out of the horn set before but point guard passes to the wing he gets a fade screen off of tontafelli and that fade screen they swung that ball all the way across to the strong side wing and then tontafelli rolled off of that fade screen and they hit him for a layup where he went up and finished gave him a one-point lead and they ended up winning the game it was a great call by uh, the coach out of pcd and it was just you know i love plays like that at the very end of the game where everybody knows you're probably going to get it to that kid, but you find a creative way to get it to him, and that was that way, and I really liked that because it was evident that they had talked about it in the timeout. We haven't talked much about PCD, but we have to start. They're one of the most talented teams in the 2A because Phoenix Country Day and Scottsdale Christian are in the same region. Do you see them in the same league? I mean, I mean the way that PCD is playing right now, on the way Scottsdale's playing right now. Um, I still think Scottsdale's still a little ahead of PCD, but I don't think it's a far reach, if I'm being honest. It'd be interesting to see how Braden Wells and um, Tanti Feli match up with each other, but then you got to think that Scottsdale Christian does have a 6-6-6-7 guard that can guard Tante Feli as well as in Garrison Sherman. Right. You know what I mean? I do feel like uh, Scott Step probably has a little bit of better guard play, if I'm being honest. They probably shoot the ball better at a high clip. Um, so the I think Scott Step's still a little out of reach, but I think PC's kind of tra- tracking them down, probably like two or three steps behind Scott Step right now. So yeah, they're, 
Yeah, they're closing the gap. I remember last year, PCD played. played against Scottsdale, and it was a super. I think it was like a single digit game that they lost to Scottsdale at their place. Yeah, I think it was like a six point, eight point game or something like that. So yeah. I do, like I said, I do see uh, PCD competing against Scottsdale, and it's not like Scottsdale. Like I said, they're still my pick in the two way, but it's not like they're the Scottsdale from last year or even like two years ago making those runs. They're obviously a different team, but they like said, like, I just, I mean, I do like PCD and I like the way that they're closing the gap. I just still have Scott. So just a little ahead of them, not, not my much, but they will meet, they will meet up in the regular season. Yeah. The thing that could be problematic and keep PCD from challenging a Rancho or a Scottsdale is their lack of patience on offense. They take a lot of quick shots, which can be dangerous. If you have a bad shooting night, like that really makes life easier for some really good teams and playing against a Rancho and a Scottsdale, even like a Pima, you can't afford to just jack up shots. It's just, you got to be more patient with that stuff. So I think that's one thing that could be problematic for them. And then in the epic new year's tourney, a really good Phoenix Christian squad. We just wanted to mention this. We didn't get to see it, but we didn't want to mention it. A really good Phoenix Christian squad faced off against a tough window rock group. Phoenix Christian ended up losing by about 10. There's going to be another big contender in the 2A as we enter the second part of the season. And last, the Santa Cruz tournament was great for some small ball teams, especially Florence. They earned wins over Shadow Mountain, NFL Yet, Kofa, and another school to go undefeated at the Santa Cruz tournament. And Florence, to me, is a really interesting squad. As they enter into region play, they will have to be on the top of their game because Listen to who they have coming up left in the season two times. ALA Ironwood, Thatcher, and Coolidge. Those are some great games. How do you think they do against them? Oof. I feel, uh, so I feel like they come out like 500. You know what I'm saying? I feel like most 3A teams, if you come out of your region 500, you're doing pretty good. You do, Especially in that region, too. It's a pretty tough region. Um, I'll, I'll agree with you. I think they'll go a little bit, of, maybe above 500, maybe a game over. It's just, they're going to be great games. And a lot of these three air regions are going to enter into playoffs, really battle tested and ready to go. So it's going to be fun. We're going to look at the top 10 for each conference next, but first check this out. The official AZ preps rankings come out this Thursday on January 6th. I know that all of you guys, ourselves included, we're always excited to see where our teams fall in the first rankings on AZ Preps, where we think it's wrong and whatever, like what teams are going to get swapped out eventually. But rankings have already been out on Max Preps. We wanted to talk about the Max Preps top 10 rankings for each small ball conference. We're going to talk about what's surprising, which teams we think will creep into the top 10 eventually as we get closer into the playoffs. We're just going to look at all this stuff. And we felt like it was really, really... I don't know, pertinent because the rankings come out this Thursday. So we know it's on everybody's mind. Let's look at where Max Preps puts people, and we're just going to talk about who we think is going to get in there. Reyes, you ready to get into it? I am ready. Okay, just making sure you're still alive. You haven't died yet. Just hit my head. <laughs> Eyes roll back. Okay, we're going to start with the 3A. Okay, so I'm just going to read off Max Preps top 10, starting with number 10 in the 3A right now. Max Preps has Globe at number 10, Thatcher at number 9, Fountain Hills at number 8, Sholo at number 7, Chin Lee at 6, Florence at 5, Holbrook at 4, 
Yuma Catholic at three, Coolidge at two, and Valley Christian at one. Okay, so so Rez, after just looking at that list, what surprises you most about that list? Thing that surprised me most would probably have to be Globe at number ten. Okay. And Holbrook at four. Why does that surprise you? Just the team. I mean, like I said, I mean Holbrook has played some pretty tough teams. Globe, kind of here and there. I just don't think. As the season rolls through, I think some teams are going to creep in and some teams are going to get swapped out. Okay. Those, so, but those two teams, just from just like hearing and seeing it, those are two of my probably like, whoa, that okay. high and creeping in. Yeah. Okay. I think for me, one of the things that surprises me the most is kind of just some teams that are left out of this. And I understand why they have been, but, but I think it's like for me, there's a couple teams that, They've lost some some games. And remember, the difference between max preps and AZ preps rankings, max preps factors in every game that you play. AZ preps is only the regular season. They don't count tournament games. So this is going to look a little bit different as we look at these rankings that come out on Thursday. Uh, but some of the things that surprised me about this is just kind of who is not on here. I wanted to say this because these are some teams for me that I think are going to eventually creep into the top 10 as we get closer to the playoffs, and there's, there's really just three. The first one I wanted to say that I think is for sure going to creep in to the top 10 by the end of the season is Sabino. Okay. Right now, Max Preps, if I remember right, they have him ranked 26. And their record is not great. If you look on Max Preps or if you look on even AZ Preps, you look at their schedule, they've lost some games, particularly early on in their first tournament that they played, and they lost to. I'm going off the top of my head here. They lost to Trivium. They lost to Highland Prep. What a lot of people might not know, though, is they didn't have their full squad there. So it is what it is. You know, you lost, and, you know, it's going to drop you in the rankings. And then they also played against a lot of bigger schools. Sabino doesn't really have a whole lot of bad losses, especially when they've had their full squad. I can see Sabino easily making their way into the top 10 and really being a big force there at the end. Along with Sabino, I can see Pushridge really creeping their way into the top 10 in the last part of this season. Because if you look at the losses of Pushridge, they don't have any bad losses. Reyes, can you give me Pushridge's three losses off the top of your head? Off top? Do you remember the first one? Uh, Shadow Hills. That's not the first one. That's not their first one? I guess Valley Christian? No. That's the well, I had named two already. Come on, it was the first one. Remember, it was that dunk, and we're all going crazy. Oh, Florence. Mm -hmm, Florence. That's who they lost to. That's right. So, Pushridge, they really haven't lost. They don't like their losses. They haven't lost any to any bad teams, is what I'm trying to say. They've played some really good squads. They're going to play some good teams moving into the second part of the season. They did lose to Valley, and they didn't have a great showing against Valley, but I can really see them creeping into that top 10. And being a top 10 squad uh, here in the second part of the season. And another one easily is Monument Valley. Right now, Monument Valley is sitting at nine and three. We talked about them a little bit in our last episode about the 3A North. I see them really playing through a lot of their competition and handling their business against the 3A North. I could see them winning a lot of games and I could see them easily being a top 10 team going into there, even like maybe when AZ preps comes out, they might be a top 10 team with those types of rankings, because this is not including their tournament losses. 
for me, I agree with Push Ridge. Monument Valley is interesting because, like I said, they're in the 3A Nord, and so they're going to have to claw their way out. But I do see them at least – I don't know if they beat Chin Lee, but I do see them becoming, like, second. Second or third, either between Chin Lee or Tuba City. But for me, Push Ridge, and for whatever reason, I know that Paulo Verde Magnet is not on the top 25 at all, even on max preps. But something about them, especially the weekend they had at Santa Cruz, they went. They did good. They did good. They beat Alhambra, Apache Junction, and Maryville, which I think are a combination between the 6A and the 5A. Uh, they won all those games. And then just look at the rest of their schedule. They, they will be battle tested. They will see Push Ridge. They will see a Tank Birdie, which was undefeated. They're going to see a Sabino, Safford. And like I said, that's in their region. So, I mean, Paulo Verde Magnus is an interesting one to me. It's kind of tough to say they'll be a top 10, but for whatever reason, my gut is telling me that they're going to creep in there, maybe out of 10. Um, and I have Gilbert Christian. I'm not sleeping on Gilbert Christian. For whatever reason, I just know Coach K is going to figure it out and their team's just going to fit in somewhere, probably between 8 and 10. All, all those teams, I mean, all these programs that we listed off, I could see any of them creeping into the top 10. And the 3A, it's so hard to determine who's going to be on top because seriously, especially as these teams enter into region play, you're going to see a lot of low scoring games, maybe not on the three A North, but everywhere else, you're going to see a lot of low scoring games and within like five or four points. And it's just, that's how it's going to be because that's how it was last year. I mean, I agree. There we go again. And another team I just forgot about, but probably Northwest Christian, you know, I mean, like you said, they did, they did lose the Phoenix country day and stuff like that, but, like we mentioned, you know, they got all their kids back, it seems like. They actually have some decent athletes out there. Um, I think that they're big. You know their name. You know the big name. I always forget. Um, Andrew Best. I, Andrew Best. He's going fig- to figure it out and be able to finish a little bit better second half of the season. And like I said, they get in the region play, but they'll have some good teams to play. They start off, the, you know, they start off with Valley Christian. That's going to be interesting with how they go. I do have Valley besting. Andrew Bass and the Northwest Christian Haters. As, as a father of three, I loved that dad joke. That was pretty good, right? But as they head in the region play, you know what I mean? They'll be able to rack up some wins against some of the uh, easier teams. And then they play like a North Valley Christian. They'll play a Fountain Hills. They play Gilbert Christian. So, I mean, they'll be able to get some power points in that if they're able to get some wins there and possibly put them at number 10 or 9. Yeah, I, I could see that happening as well. There's so many different combinations, though, Coach. It's it's going to be crazy to see as we get closer to the playoff seedings who's actually going to be in it. Bro, that last week you of, that? of the regular season, I, I mean, yeah, last week it was crazy. It's going to be even crazier this year. I mean, there's just so many teams that are all equally good. And, you know, the myth that Valley Christian is this untouchable team that is number one and undisputed I, I don't buy that I, I think that it's really anybody's game in the 3a and I can see any of these teams creeping into the top 10 especially looking at their region play sounds corny I know I keep saying corny things but it's pretty much who wants it best and who's going to play a full game of consistent effort and you know just lockdown defense yeah we always talk about that with our kids you know what is going to separate us 
from the other teams that's gonna going to allow us to win. You know, I mean, what is it gonna be for your team? What extra effort are you gonna put in? So it's gonna be fun to see which team's actually gonna do that. As our head coach, the GOAT always says, there's only one team that gets to end their season the way they want to, and we'll see who it is. I like that, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I okay. Agree. We agree. All right, and then uh, let's go to the 2A. All right, so let's talk about the top 10 and the 2A. I'm going to list these starting at 10 again. For number 10 at Max Preps, they have Wilcox. For number nine is Phoenix Christian. Number eight is Marinci. Number seven is Trivium Prep. Number six is Highland Prep. Number five is Arizona Lutheran Academy. Number four is Pima. Number three is Phoenix Country Day. Number two is Scottsdale Christian. And then number one is Rancho Solano. Reyes, what surprises you most about this list? Honestly, right now, just looking at it from the outside in, nothing really surprised me as far as the two-way. Um, some teams creeping in. Uh, Bisbee's an interesting one for sure. Um, San Carlos as well. I don't. I I said I don't really. I haven't been able to really catch a game with them, so I really haven't been able to see how like well they've been playing. But just from record, um, looks like they're above a 500 team. I think that Pima will probably move up. For sure. Highland Prep, like I said, we I'm glad we caught them early and now it's showing off. You know, in Max Prep. Right. I'm, I'm curious where it's gonna be in the AZ prep ranking. Um, but as of right now, everything looks pretty fine with me. I'm actually okay with it. I would flip-flop Scottsdale and Rancho. I think it's perfect how it is. And I'm biased, so right, right. You're biased. I think it's perfect how it is as far as Rancho and Scottsdale, but it both great programs are really well coached, great players, everything, uh, awesome programs. I do want to say for me, a couple teams that I can see really creeping in, I guess like like one major one that I can see creeping in is Santan Charter. Santan Charter has played against some pretty tough teams in tournament play. They've done pretty well other than that. And they, even though they're not as, and I'm just going to be honest, they're not as good as they were last year. Last year, they were just loaded with size and talent. This year, they still got a lot of talent, and they've got some great coaching. They also have, a like, the, the one thing that they kept is that dog mentality that they had last year. You watch these kids play defense on the ball. These kids are, like, trying to rip your leg off, man. Like, they're intense. They're in your grill. They're As, as my high school coach would say, they're in your shorts. And they're just playing extremely hard. I can see Santan Charter especially creeping into the top 10 uh, here in the second part of the season. That's, for me, the one team – that I can see really creeping in and doing some damage. Also, Gilbert Classical's got some good kids as well that you can't sleep on. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the rest of the 2A, though. I'm looking at 1 through 7. I mean, 1 through 7 is pretty solid, man. I would have Phoenix Christian probably just a little bit higher. I would have Right, them right. I would have them, like, in between – maybe like like Trivium and Morency somewhere there. But, I mean – Somewhere sh- there. But shoot, I mean, like if you add them there as well, I mean that's a that's a really good top. I mean that that's pretty that's right what I would be thinking. Yeah, so like I said, the two way is pretty. It, it it's so fun because there's no definitive winner in either conferences. I know we keep saying Rancho and Scotts that are going to come back, but now you have some new challengers like Phoenix Country Day. You have Pima. Um, we talked about Arizona Lutheran, even though they just lost the Phoenix Country Day it's a tournament, you know. Uh, regular season this is where it matters you know conference play a lot of these 
like Rancho Scarso, Phoenix Country Day, ALA, they're all in the same conference. So they're going to meet each other in the regular season, and that will pretty much give us a tell. And then, so, I don't know. I'm excited. I will say, I know, I will say, and you're right. I will say, at the beginning of the season, (laughs) I I will say that at the beginning of the season, I did think it was clear-cut, either Rancho or Scottsdale. I did too, though, so. Right. Now, as the season has gone on, I agree with everything that you just said. There's a few more teams that I could see really contending, and and it makes it a little bit more interesting leading into the next part of the season. Yes. Oh, I like how you changed that up. You didn't say I agree. You just said I almost did. I I could feel you, like, changing that up. That's good. Okay. So let's move on to the 1A. There's actually some interesting things in here that I would change. But let me read this off. The top 10, according to Max Preps for the 1A, number 10, you got Desert Christian. Number nine, you got Duncan. Eight, you got Bases Flagstaff. Seven, you got Williams. Six, you got Tempe Prep. Five, you got St. David. Number four, you got Cicero Prep. Number three, you have El Capitan. Number two, you've got Hayden, who we talked about just in our last episode, along with Desert Christian. And then number one, you got Malk. Okay. Now, for me, I can't believe, man. And I know Max Preps is just an algorithm, but how are you going to leave my dogs over at Salome out of the top 10? They're looking at a record. Their record right now is 14 and six. Their losses are all, I mean, most of their losses are to bigger schools. They've been playing 2A, 3A schools, really pushing themselves. And all those losses have been really close. As they go more into just strictly 1A conference play, I see Salome really moving up into the top tier of the 1A and being like a a for sure top 10 team at the end. Another team as well that I think would be in the top 10 is North Valley Christian. Now, North Valley Christian, I was talking with their coach just a couple days ago, and some of their key players from last year are gone. They moved away. But I I still, again, they've been playing in a lot of bigger tournaments against bigger schools, so their record's four and four right now. I see them really, really getting better and and really performing better against the smaller schools as they go into conference play. I see them also being in the top 10 as well. I like that. I have Joseph City. I think they're going to crack the top 10. Um, I know, like they said, they play some pretty uh, decent teams. They've lost to some bigger schools. But like I said, I do have them cracking in there. Uh, Mogollon's interested, but I – I'm not buying it right now. So I have Joseph City. I do believe that Salome right now should be in the top 10, just let alone of what they've been able to accomplish. North, I was just about to ask you about North Valley because do you think they're going to crack the top 10? Yeah, easily. I, I think they will. They still got Austin Kramer. He's a great kid. Okay. A okay. great player. They've still got some some nice pieces. They're super well coached. But, you know, thinking about where they were last year, they were loaded. And they had all of these, like, big games and big teams scheduled. That was the same this year, but they lost a lot of their kids, and a couple of their key kids moved away. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's why their record looks like that, and they haven't performed as well. But as they get – they're getting more comfortable with each other. As they get into conference play, they're going to do pretty well. Another school that's kind of interesting to me, they're 7-5, to five, but in the regular season, they're undefeated is Ray. Oh, yeah, Ray, that's true. Ray's undefeated and then I was kind of interested on your take on the Gregory school do you not think they're gonna hit the top 10 I could see them maybe cracking into the top 10 uh, uh, the Gregory school has a great player 
who has been at the top of has been at the top of the stats for for quite some time. Uh, right now, he is averaging. Yeah, it's Edwards. He's averaging twenty nine points a game. Oh my gosh, listen to these numbers: twenty nine points a game, fourteen rebounds, uh, one assist, two steals, two blocks. And yeah, I mean the, the kid's kind of a stud. I could see the Gregory School. I guess that's another one you could throw in there. I could see them pretty being pretty competitive here at the end. They've played against some pretty good two A schools. I know that. Yeah, uh, right now currently they're uh, three and four. They, their losses are to Santan Charter. They got drilled by them. They lost to North Valley by two, and then they lost to Bisbee. After that, they beat Ray in the Epic uh, Attorney's New Year Classic by ten. And then pretty much after that, they're just going to play Tombstone, Bakovary, and then head into their region game. Um, I could, and if like I said, if you and if you do win your region tournament, I know some uh, regions are having a region tournament, which is pretty cool. So I know if you win that, I think that's like automatic bid, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to say this. I think I don't think they'll make it into the top ten. Mm-hmm. On the rest of their schedule, they've got some pretty good games. Next up, they got Scottsdale Prep, or they just played against Scottsdale Prep, I'm sorry. But they'll play against Desert Christian, who is a very good team. They'll play against them. Uh, they'll play against NFL Yet, who's also really good. Uh, St. Augustine Catholic. They, and St. David. And St. David. They, they've got some good teams on their schedule, which, I mean, there's chances they could beat them. I just, right now, I don't see them cracking to the top ten. Okay. But their their player, uh, Edwards, is is legit. I mean, he's a great player. He's big. I think he's like 6'4". Uh, I mean, if you've ever seen him play, I mean, he's a really good, he's a really good player. He'd, he'd be yeah. successful anywhere he went. Honestly, he's good. So we wanted to, to at least just talk about these rankings at max preps, just to warm you guys up for the rankings that are going to come out from AZ preps on Thursday. Cause we know you guys are going to be on the lookout for it. And yeah, that's just really what we wanted to do. So we didn't preview any games this week, but just be on the lookout on Instagram. Cause we'll definitely post some stuff. And I just want to say, uh, Reyes, I'm proud of you for making it through the full episode on the pod while having COVID. Oh, thanks, man. I'm pretty sure the fans can't tell at all, but I feel great. Well, you look great. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to get out of here, but be on the lookout for our next episode this coming Monday. Thank you guys so much for supporting the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. And be sure to like and follow the show. Drop a review for us on Apple Podcasts if you want to show some love, and we'll catch you guys next time.